tonight and each Saturday and Sunday at 6. WEBR brings back the best of radio's golden best. The acquisition of tonight's episode of The Life of Riley was made possible in part by a grant from the Bank of New York, providing complete banking services throughout western New York. got your wife's aunt living off you, and I got my wife's Uncle Bucky. You got a dragon. I got a leech. <laughs> Is your Uncle Buckley really a leech? Why, he talks like a very successful man. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's successful. He's a self-made husband. <laughs> Four months ago, that drafter established a beachhead on my favorite Mars chair, and it looks like I'll never outflank him. <laughs> Yeah, we both have our troubles. Mm. Many's the time I've thought of running away from home. <laughs> I, I couldn't do that. If I ran away from home, I'd have to take my wife and the kids. Besides... <laughs> besides, with the room shortage, I'd have to come home every night to sleep. <laughs> Too much trouble. Well, I can't run away either. It's almost impossible to get a train ticket. My, I wish there was some way to get them to run away. <laughs> yeah, I wish they'd elope. Imagine those two headaches getting hitched. Yeah, living in ivy-covered cottage. Poison ivy-covered. <laughs> hey, wait, Aldo. What month is this? It's June. Well, sure, June. June, the month of love. The season when the love bug flies around, sinking its little fangs into people. Riley, you mean that if the same love bug bit my aunt and your uncle, then sure. If we could only find a love bug that ain't particular. Uh. <laughs> a love bug that would bite anything. A love bug that's got rabies. <laughs> Riley, wouldn't it be wonderful if they fell in love and got married? If we could only arrange for them to meet in a romantic way. Yeah, romantic. Let me see, who's the most romantic guy I know? 
There's Cary Grant, Walter Pigeon. I got it. Me. <laughs> How did I meet my wife? In the movies. Doesn't sound romantic. Now, wait a minute. I ain't finished yet. It was dark in the theater, and by mistake, I sat right down on her lap. Believe me, that made a big impression on her. <laughs> Waldo, a movie can be a very romantic spot. Just ask any theater. Riley, this is fate. Tonight, I have to take my aunt to the movies. I take her every Friday night. Well, that's swell. I'll take Uncle Buckley. What theater? The Corral. Where they show those old westerns? Yeah, my aunt loves cowboy pictures. Well, I can understand that. She's built like a horse. <laughs> okay, now listen. In the corral, the loges is usually empty. They cost the dime. You sit in the first row loges with your aunt, and then me and Buckley will come along, and I'll fix it so Buckley sits next to the old maid. Oh, excuse me, Waldo. That's all right. Go ahead and say it. I love to hear it. <laughs> so he'll sit next to the old moose. In the dark, their elbows will touch, and then we're all set. After the show is over, we'll get lost in the crowd. They'll be left together. One thing will lead to another, and the next thing you know, they'll be married. And we'll be free. Oh, I hope the love bug finds them in the dark. Well, sure, they'll go with me in the dark and they get married. Uncle <laughs> Buckley. Yes? On a June night like this, did you ever get thinking about love? Yes, I'd love a smoke. Uh, do you happen to have three spare cigars? No, uh, all I got is one cigar with the bucket. Fine, you can owe me the others. <laughs> hey, uh, Peg, guess who's back in town? Oh, dear. Waldo Benny's aunt, Miss Grimshaw. Now, there's a real swell girl. Oh, Riley, I'd hardly call Waldo's aunt a girl. Well, she ain't so old. She's still got all her hair. I, I, I mean, she's got a beautiful head of hair. Mm-hmm. She dyes it. So what? What's the look matter as long as you got brains, charm, glamour, personality? Am I uh, right, Uncle Buckley? But, Peg, is there any more baked ham in the icebox? <laughs> Uncle Buckley, I'm talking about a wonderful girl and all you can think of is baked ham. Remember, there are other things in life besides baked ham. True. There's baked veal, baked pork, baked mutton. <laughs> oh, yes. Ah, oh, Cupid will never be able to shoot an arrow into you. Instead of a heart, you got an extra stomach. <laughs> well, I better dress if I want to get to my club meeting on time. What are your plans for tonight, Riley? Boy, think I'll drop this little movie. <clears throat> Uncle Buckley, how's about going to the movies with me? Uh, no, thanks, though. I think I'll spend the evening just resting here in this Morris chair. Well, don't you think Morris deserves a rest, too? <laughs> <laughs> an earthquake couldn't move me out of the house tonight. But, Uncle Buckley, I'll pay for your ticket. Uh, where's my hat and chain? Come on, Riley. We'll be late. Come on, honey. Come on, honey. Come on, honey. Boy, let's go. It's almost eight. Yes, the main feature at the plaza goes on in 20 minutes. Okay. Uh, well, the plaza's okay, but look who's playing at the corral. Tex McCoy, Snorty Evans, Skip Away Harrigan, and Carmen Cita, the Mexican sheepdog. Now, <laughs> uh, look here. I will not have my intelligence insulted by watching a, a horse opera. I'll shoot pool instead. <laughs> but if we go to the corral, we'll find out if it's true what everybody in the neighborhood is saying. What's that? 
Well, they're saying that this western star looks exactly like you. Which star? And don't say the sheep dog. No, no, they, they say you look like Tex McCoy. Oh, three pots. I, I do? Well, sure. Oh. You know, it might be a great view of the truth. When a guy looks like a star, he can get a job as a double. Hmm. Yeah. Yes, yes I, I, I can see myself now in a 10-gallon hat, chaps and spurs, swaggering into a prairie saloon. <laughs> okay, Buckley, okay. You can dream all you want, but you don't have to walk bow-legged. Come on, take a turn, boy. Yeah. If we hurry, we can still see all the four features. Come on, Uncle Buckley. I see two seats down in the first row, right next to the little man with the good-looking girl there. I prefer to sit here towards the back. No, let's sit near the front. You can't hear in the back. Yes. Say, that is strange. I don't hear any dialogue. Oh, oh no wonder they're showing silent movies. Quiet, you. You're making so much noise, I can't read the subtitle. Oh, I'm sorry, pal. Come on, Uncle Buck. Let's get those seats down front next to the... Oh, somebody beat us to them. They're taken. Well, then let's sit here. Oh, no, we can sit down here in the second row. Oh, very well, but let's sit somewhere. All right, Bravo. It's me, Rowdy. Behind you. Yeah, everything's all set. Buckley's sitting right next behind your head. Okie doke, Riley. Won't go. Shh, shh, Riley, isn't that Waldo Benny sitting in front of us? I recognize his ears. <laughs> so it is. Well, well, well. Fancy meeting you here, Waldo. Hiya. Hello, Mr. Riley. Hello, Mr. Turnbull. Oh, uh, this is my aunt, Miss Grimshaw. Auntie, this is Mr. Riley's uncle, Mr. Turnbull. Oh, charmed, I'm sure. How do you do? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, Uncle Buckley, light up my cigar and relax. Oh. What's happening, Riley? Is that Tex McCoy? Yeah, can't you see? No, Miss Grimshaw's hat is in the way. Riley, I'm not accustomed to viewing movies through a fruit orchard. I'm going to ask you to remove her hat. Oh, no, don't bother her. Uh, pardon me, Miss Grimshaw. Psst, psst. Uh, uh, would you mind removing your hat? I'd rather not if you don't mind. But I do mind. Oh, this is absurd. I came here to see Tex McCoy. I... Oh. What's happening now, Riley? Is that... Tape? Wait a minute, Buckley. Tell me, Riley. Sounds like a chase. I... No, they're just kissing. Oh, boy. Boy, look at that. What, Riley? What, what, what? Oh, boy. Oh, gee. Riley, what's happening? Oh. Huh? Nothing. They're just kissing. It's <laughs> a fine way to see a movie. If that woman doesn't remove her hat, I'll call an usher. No, no, I'll change seats with you. No, I will not give her the satisfaction. I will not. Oh, what? Go get him, Tex. Faster, faster. Come on, Riley. Is that Tex? I can't see. He's dead. He's on a horse. What's going on? The horse ran away with the girl. Faster, faster. Faster, faster. Come on, Tex, old boy. Get up there, horse. Oh, I can see now, Riley. Oh, what? Oh, confound that hat. What's happening? catching up to her. Now they're together. Yes, yes. What now? What now? Now they're... I know. They're kissing each other. <laughs> oh, the horses are kissing each other. <laughs> Look, I've had enough of this. Miss Grimshaw, 
For the last time, will you please remove your hat? I will not. Mind your own business. Maybe you better take your hat off, Andy. Shut up, Waldo. Madam, I demand that you remove that basket of fruit from your head. Who do you think you are? Carmen Miranda? Please, Uncle Buckley. Sir, if you don't stop annoying me, I'll call an usher. You'll call an usher? I see I'll have to take matters in my own hands. Oh, Buckley, go. Buckley, go! Don't do that! There. Now. <laughs> now I can see. How dare you? Give me back those grapes. <laughs> Let's not lose our tempers. We can fix things up. Waldo, you come sit back here. Buckley, you sit next to Miss Grimshaw. That's a good well, idea. You are not, Waldo. I refuse to stay in the same theater with this, this elderly juvenile delinquent. <laughs> come, Waldo. We're going home. Quiet! And they call this a silent movie. <laughs> In a moment, we'll return to Riley the Matchmaker. And now back to the life of Riley. It's the morning after the millinery disaster that took place in the movie theater. Riley has just about given up hope of promoting a romance between Uncle Buckley and Waldo's aunt, Miss Grimshaw. Right now, we find Riley leaving his house on his way to work, when once again, fate, alias Waldo Binney, beckons to him. Riley? Oh, thank you, Waldo. Where are you? Here. Where? Oh, not up there. Down here. I'm in the cellar. Oh! Oh, wait a minute. I'll lie down on the lawn here so I can see you better. Yeah. What are you doing in the cellar, Waldo? Oh, this is laundry day. <laughs> oh, that... that aunt of yours makes you do the washing, too, huh? Yeah, laundry's so busy these days. I've already washed your clothes. Now I just have to tear some buttons off. Oh, Waldo, we sure flopped on that marriage scheme of mine. I guess I'm kind of stupid, stupid. I'm afraid I'm not much help on romance. You see, my wife and I didn't have a fortune. She only married me out of spite. Well, who was she trying to spite? Me. You know, when I was going steady with Peg, she, she got sore at me, huh? I fixed things up. I sent her a fancy letter apologizing. And it worked. A letter? That's it, Riley. Yeah, now, now all we got to do is to get your aunt to write Buckley a note saying she's sorry. Never do that. She despises me. Waldo, I just had a brain Yeah? We can have Buckley get a letter from your aunt without her writing it. Well, how? You write it. Oh, no, that's forgery. No, it ain't. Anyway, wouldn't you rather spend the next 20 years in San Quentin than with your aunt? Well, if you put it that way... First, meet some of her stations. Then write something about how she's sorry she was rude to such a distinguished champ by Buckley. Not a fancy flush like that. Well, I can do that. I'm in one. Soak the letter in perfume and paste on a cancer stamp and put it in my mailbox. Riley, you're a genius. Sure. Love books is okay, but a little conniving don't hurt neither. <laughs> 
Hello, dear. Howdy, Tex Turnbull. Oh, please. Do not remind me of last night's depressing incident. Okay, okay. Hey, yes, uh, Uncle Buckley, uh, here's a letter for you. And it's personal, you little rascal. Oh, well, thank you. Huh? <laughs> well, this is adding insult to injury. So who's it from? That grape arbor. Miss Grimshaw. Well, what does she say? Read it. Oh, listen to this bosh. My dear Mr. Turnbull. Clever woman. She sure knows how to write. Go on, Uncle Buckley. Huh. Please accept my sincerest apologies for my thoughtless behavior in the cinema. It was disgraceful, but I trust that a distinguished gentleman like you will forgive an impetuous girl's folly. Oh, a folly girl. Well, what else did she say, Uncle Buckley? Hmm. Hoping that our next meeting will have pleasanter results, I remain sincerely yours, Augusta Grimshaw. Well, isn't that a nice apology? Okay, Uncle Buckley, here's the pen and paper. What for? Well, you're going to answer it, aren't you? Yes, I'm going to answer it. Here, this is my answer. Don't. You tore her letter up. Yes. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. A woman pours her heart out, and you make confetti out of it. And then Waldo, he said, this is my answer. He tore the letter up. Look, here's the pieces. Oh, this is dreadful. I'm all upset. I think I'll have another soda. <laughs> Listen, Waldo, I didn't ask you to meet me here in the drugstore so you could get charged with charged water. We got work to do. You see this stationery here? Yeah. Buckley Turnbull, Esquire. Oh, your uncle's stationery. You mean yeah. it? Yeah, it's our last hope. Where's your fountain pen? Right here. Yeah. Now, let's see how it starts. Chet? No, she ain't no Chet. Well, how about the dear, lovely lady? Yeah, that's what I think. Dear, lovely lady. Yeah. Now, all I gotta do is write the letter. <clears throat> Last night, I, uh, uh, I, uh, uh, was conscience-stricken. Yeah, was conscience-stricken, uh, uh, At uh, my reprehensible behavior. Reprehensible, uh, rotten behavior. <laughs> <laughs> There's an ink shortage, you know. <laughs> I, I humbly implore your forgiveness. Forgiveness? Or I, uh, I, uh, uh, must confess. Confess that, uh, I have uh, long gazed upon you from afar with worshipful eyes. Gazed afar, worshipful Boy, this pen, pen ain't living. <laughs> <laughs> May I soon express my admiration in person? Express admiration. Your truly... No, no, no. Uh, your admirer. Uh, your admirer, uh, uh, uh... Buckley Turnbull. Oh, Buckley Turnbull. Gee, I never thought I'd be able to write a love letter like this all by myself. <laughs> <laughs> now listen, Waldo. You go on home, and in five minutes, I'll deliver this letter in person. Oh, 
Is your aunt home, may I ask to inquire? Why, yes. Come in. Well, who? Who is it? Oh, it's Mr. Riley, Annie. Well, shut the door in your face. But he has a letter for you. A letter? For me? Yeah, I got it right here from Mr. Turnbull. Turnbull? I refuse to have anything to do with that scoundrel. Give me that letter. Gonna work. Why, she hates him. Oh, well, you can't tell. On the desert, even hot water tastes cool. Your aunt is a desert, and Buckley's a hot water pig. <laughs> Look through the keyhole and see what she's doing. Why, she's reading. Face don't need lipstick. That lipstick needs a new face. She's coming out. Oh, Mr. Riley, why are you standing on the doorstep? Come in, come in. After you, Miss Grimshaw. Oh, that was a very interesting letter you brought me. Oh, I'll say it was. I, I, I mean, was it? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it, it seems I misjudged your uncle. Well, uh, what did he write in the letter, if I'm not too personal? Well, he, he apologized for last night, and... <laughs> well, I, I can't tell you anymore. <laughs> Something's a sacred. <laughs> well, I guess now you'll be seeing a lot of each other. Well, I would like to have him over to the house sometime. Oh, he's a very busy man. Well, he's always free all day. <laughs> of course, I'd, I'd like to know more about Mr. Turnbull. You know, a young girl can't be too careful nowadays. Uh, <laughs> oh, Uncle Buckley's a great guy. He'd give me my shirt off his back. <laughs> but uh, I do like to be sure. Well, there's only one way to be sure. Meet him in the flesh. Oh, no, 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 there's another way. First, I shall have his handwriting and his letter analyzed. I'm a great believer in the science of graphology. Oh, that way you learn all about Buckley. Well, certainly. Uh, Professor Foxcombe is coming over tonight. He's a famous handwriting expert for the Tribune. I'll phone him to bring his microscope. <laughs> Ain't that a hot one, Waldo? She's going to analyze the handwriting. But that's my handwriting. Huh? And you know me. A good, kind, thoughtful, intelligent, and especially modern. <laughs> Buckley's all dead now. <laughs> now, Professor, you sit right here near the light. Thank you. This is fine. Waldo, you and Mr. Riley sit on the couch. Okay. Now, let's go, Professor. I know exactly what you're going to say. <laughs> then you know more than I do, my friend. Mm. Now, if you'll let me have the letter that you want analyzed. Yeah. Here you are, Professor. Uh, H. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Huh. Fellow who wrote that got a nice character, huh? Hmm. Hey, what's the matter? Please, no interruptions. Well, Professor, what do you see? I see the man who wrote this doesn't cross his T's. 
and he only dots an occasional I, which can mean only one thing, downright laziness. <laughs> oh, me? No, your Uncle Buckley. Oh. This is not the handwriting of a man who works. Oh, it's all work. Oh. <laughs> oh, what else do you see? I see gluttony. These fat, round O's were evidently made by a man who lives for food alone. This letter was not written by a pig. <laughs> Shall I continue, Miss Grimshaw? Yes, yes, by all means. I must know the word. Yeah, let's see now. It's a lie. <laughs> this expert phony don't know what he's talking about. Riley, Riley, you get her a man. Well, please, Professor, continue. Pay no attention to Mr. Riley. Now I shall sum up. <clears throat> The heavy downward stroke of the P's, the inverted loops of the Y's, and the pronounced curlicues on the W's can mean only one thing. The man who wrote this letter is a bum. <laughs> who are you calling a bum? Okay, Professor, you asked for it. Step up. Just a minute, Mr. Riley. I admire your family loyalty to your uncle, but I... My uncle? Who cares about that bloke? It's me I'm worrying about. Riley! Because that's my handwriting. What? Your handwriting? Well... Oh, I see it all now. You wrote that letter. It's a plot. A young girl isn't safe nowadays and creatures like you in Turnbull. Well, Mr. Riley, leave my premises. Okay, I'm going. But one more crack out of that professor and I'll knock both his eyes. <laughs> Hey, folks, the Rileys will be back in just a moment. Oh, Riley, here you are, Glad. Uh, give me that letter. What letter? The one that Miss Grimshaw sent me. I hope you still have the pieces. I must answer it immediately. Now he wants to answer Now. I know why. He found out Miss Grimshaw owns that property on the corner of 5th and Market Street. Why, Margaret, I am not in the least bit interested in the fact that this adorable lady has clear title to a three-story building at best of $50,000. I merely want to answer out of common courtesy. Well, I got the pieces here, but take my advice, don't answer it. Why not? Look at that handwriting of hers. You see the inverted loops of disease? <laughs> The upward down strokes of the cheese. Yes. And her commas got long wiggly tails. In my opinion, this dame is crucial. Why, Riley, just a few hours ago you were praising Miss Grimshaw to the skies. I don't understand you. Well, I don't want to go into no details. But from now on, I'm going to write all my letters with a typewriter. <laughs> Join us again next week to hear The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Mrs. Riley's Paula Winslow. The Life of Riley is produced and directed by Irving Bracker.